Orca stood in a tempest of fire and smoke. Flickering flame and clouds of ash were a storm lash all about her. Death's reek hovered thick in the air, clawing into her throat. The crackle and hiss of fire drowned all else out as the world burned. A shadow overhead and a turbulence in the air like the beating of great wings. Then a child's scream ripped through the storm, her son, Breka, calling for her, and she twisted and turned, searching, desperately seeking in stumbling footfalls. But the world was all acrid clouds of billowing smoke and grasping flayed fingers of bright searing flame. She tripped over something, a figure lying prone upon the ground at her feet, blood oozing, dead eyes staring. Thorkel, her husband, her friend, her love. His glazed, empty eyes held her gaze, and his lips moved. A death-rasped, snake-slithering hiss of breath issuing from his husked corpse. They took him. She jerked awake with a gasp, eyes snapping wide, and saw a shadow looming over her in the wolf-grey light. Without thought she was moving, one hand shooting out to grip the shadow's throat, her other hand ripping a sea-axe from its scabbard on her weapon's belt, which was rolled and clutched close like a pillow. A choked gurgle. It, it, it's me, a voice squeaked. Leaf. Orca froze. The sea-axe's sharp tip, a finger's width from Lif's eye. She fought the urge to kill. The silent storm that had been lurking dormant in her veins now whipped to sudden life. A tremor rippled through her, and she shoved Lif away, sat up, sheathed the sea-axe. She tasted blood in her mouth, licked her teeth, crusted and clotted, spat and rose to her feet with a groan. Her body ached, muscles and joints protesting the weight of her male Brynja, heavy on her shoulders, and she glowered at Lif. What? she growled. They were standing in the burned-out remains of the Grimholtz Hall, Queen Helka's fortress that guarded a pass through the Bomeback Mountains. Members of the Bloodsworn lay about them, wrapped in cloaks, snoring and twitching. One man groaned, face shuddering in some dark dream. A hearth fire had burned itself out, grey ash in this grey world. It was Solstuthur, the long day, when night was banished from the sky for thirty days. But judging by the pewter haze that leaked through the roof of the torn hall, it was somewhere around dawn. Orca stretched, bones clicking. Wanted to talk to you, Liv said. His face was pale blue-tinged lips looking black in the half-light, the remnants of frost-spider venom still lingering in his veins. He held something in his arms. Orca stooped and swept up a long axe from the floor. Earlier she had taken it from a warrior, carved him open with it, and then turned that hooked blade on a score of others. Its blade was clean now, as were her two sea-axes and a hand-axe hanging from her belt. The rest of her was thick with clotted blood, but she had tended her weapons before sleep had taken her. She rested the long axe across her shoulder, a shiver running through her at the familiar weight. She loved it and hated it at the same time. Talk then, she said striding away towards the hall's entrance and out into the day.
She bit back the harsh words that formed on her tongue, not wanting to talk to anyone. The sound of Brecker's voice from her dream still lingered in her thought cage, echoing like some Sether magic spell. All she wanted was to find her son. She thought she had found him yesterday, thought she had heard him calling for her, and the joy of it had lit a fire in her veins. She had carved a bloody path to get to him, but it had not been Brecker, though she had found other tainted children, bound like thralls, all stolen by Drecker, for the dead gods knew what. But not my Brecker. His absence had hit her like a sword blow, piercing deep, almost breaking her. Grief had flowed from her like blood from a sword thrust. But today the wound was seared and stitched closed again. Her heart cold and hard.